from BJSS. So here today we have me, Joe Herman, and I'm a retail intern here at BJSS. I'm Hannah Tharp. I'm a senior retail consultant at BJSS. And I'm Georgia Galarati, and I'm an associate retail consultant here at BJSS. Today we'll be discussing some of the latest technological advancements within retail and how they're going to impact the customer experience. So first off, I think it would be best if we started off with uh, AI on the back of our podcast recently about that. So 77% of major retailers are planning to deploy AI by 2021. So it's obviously a massive trend that's uh, happening right now. Mm -hmm. So what are the kind of the most common things that you have seen AI being used in so far? I think the most common example of AI, we can see it in forecasting. It's probably the most popular Mm. uh, example right now. There's a few applications we can see across retailers. It's like a really vast topic. Uh, The first one might be Walmart. So the grocery, the American grocery uh, chain, been now uh, developing this freshness algorithm, which um, sounds really funny. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's uh, an algorithm that... So it's um, it's a technology which is powered both by AI um, and IoT. Um, so there's a sensors in vans which transport fruits and vegetables, and they kind of like understand when uh, the temperature is being dangerous for the freshness of the fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So that then alerts the drivers to then maybe transport those products somewhere else, maybe to a, um, a closer Walmart. Uh, to then save uh, fruits and vegetables that maybe are went bad and then customers won't purchase because, well, they look a bit bruised <laughs> as well. So that's the great applications. And um, it's also an example of a lot of technologies coming together for a good cause, both for, well, both for saving money for a warmer, that's definitely clear, and both for the environment. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting um, use case, being able to send fruits and veg somewhere closer if you think there's going to be um, any risk to how fresh they are and to how happy the customer's going to be, ultimately. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to see how they could use that f- kind of further up the supply chain um, yeah. to help kind of inform their ordering um, and taking all the information from their sales, demand from customers, what the weather's doing that weekend, absolutely everything, so that they can really nail down what they've even got arriving in the store before they yeah. start to look at freshness. I think it would be really interesting to see how Walmart further develops this yeah. great technology. Yeah. Um, I think another great example can be seen maybe in e-commerce, like fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like, well, e-commerce stores have so much data from customers. Mm. Uh, they can use that data. Uh, and then use AI and machine learning to analyze actually the customer lifetime value. Yeah. So they can actually understand exactly when a customer will get married, for example, and give spot-on recommendations to yeah. customers um, across their lifetimes. Yeah. I think one of the really interesting things that I'm seeing out there in the market at the moment, and certainly when we're having conversations with customers, is that um, retailers' perception of personalization doesn't really seem to have advanced too much over the last few years. And I think we need to move away from this concept that personalization is saying that a customer that previously bought that shirt also bought this item. Therefore, you'll probably like it too because you're just missing out so much data on that customer. And I would hazard a guess at 95% of the time that recommendation is just well off. And I think uh, retailers that are really able to move into hyper-personalization and for me embody like what it means at the moment have got such a rich pool of data looking at 
um, who their customer actually is, how they really shop, um, even what their name is, what they've searched for before, items that they've bought, items that they've returned, so they can actually make meaningful recommendations. And I think we're seeing some of the pure plays outside of retail, like Netflix, absolutely... um, kill it with their recommendations and they're pulling in so much rich data from 300 million accounts on their user behavior they're not even looking at how old their customers are or what gender they are and serving up real recommendations and I think some of our retailers need to learn from that and make much more meaningful recommendations moving slightly towards the Amazon model although I would go out on a limb here and say I still don't think that they're ticking every box that they could be within that world. Yeah, I think that's definitely a really interesting use case of AI within kind of that personalization, trending even further towards hyper-personalization. Um, and it's not just, companies can't just change what they're offering to different customers, mm-hmm. uh, but how they're offering it. So really kind of using that choice architecture, um, venturing even into behavioral economics to try and really understand how customers want different items to be displayed to them and how this changes from different segments of the market um, and things like that. I think that's definitely where we could look for AI to kind of further personalize the customer experience and really improve customer experiences throughout the kind of retail chain. I think that's really interesting there that you say how products are displayed to them because I think immediately our mind goes to personalization online. Yeah. And actually we're missing out such a huge part of the market here that I think personalization it's not an easy thing to do but it's easier to do it online. Um for me the retailers that are going to um really succeed in this area and are actually going to deliver the ROI that they need and increase their conversion rates and profits are those that can tackle hyper personalization across all channels. So the people that can understand how you shop across channels Um, importantly link your accounts together to understand that you're the right person offer you um, real-time promotions in store help you find items in store um, and talk to you in the way that you want to be talked to and know how you're shopping across all those channels are the ones that are going to win the race Um, but I think that's an incredibly difficult thing to do and retailers need to pick their battles very carefully and understand the uh, the value that they're trying to drive off the back of this. Right then, so shall we move on to IoT and the ways that that can kind of, we think that that can impact the retail industry within the near future? So firstly, the more common uses of IoT have really been on the supply side um, of retail. So should we start having a little discussion about that? Absolutely. Yeah, Um, I think you're right. I think the... Um, most of the example we've seen IOTs during the across the supply chain, and now that we are living into this world where a lot of the production has been in different parts of the world, and actually often really like small parts of the same product has been in different, completely mm-hmm. different uh, places of the world. So, I think this is a really good application. Um, well, let's use it as an example what the beers did with together with other five diamonds manufacturers. Um, so what they did was a um, building a platform uh, with AI and IoT and blockchain to kind of track the well the value chain of diamonds, which mm-hmm. is a very difficult one thing to do, especially because of the risk and the fact there are some very uh, delicate countries involved mm-hmm. into the value chain of diamonds. So... Through this technology, they can actually understand if di- the diamonds that they're using to produce their jewelry is uh, comes from mines that are using child slavery, yeah. um, which is a great application to improve um, the condition of these people. And it's also not just great for the well the producer, but it's also great for customers because they can actually trust their diamond provider. Mm-hmm. 
that what they just bought is doesn't go against their uh, beliefs. So um, I think this could be both applied, not just to supply chain, but to the customer side. Yeah. Because customers can definitely interact with this platform to know where their products is, comes from. So yeah, I think this is actually the, what we're going to see in the future. Yeah, and I think it's kind of uh, one of the first signs that retailers are understanding how they can use blockchain to de- deliver real value um, and improve the customer experience and attract new customers. I think once we're starting to see these good use cases from people like De Beers, it will be really interesting how grocers or kind of lower margin, faster moving goods can start to use blockchain and how the general public will come to rely on it in the future and actually base a lot of their shopping patterns or shopping behaviours on the information that they can gain through blockchain. So I think it has the real potential to change how we all shop if we can find the right use case for it and it doesn't become another kind of faddy technology that in five years time we'll barely remember. Which is was often is around blockchain. People tend not to understand fully what it does and mm-hmm. how this can actually help all of us, not just companies or retailers in particular. Cool. So uh, I think another key area where IoT can help companies within the supply chain uh, would have to be kind of smart energy and the ways in which IoT can be applied to really streamline the process of getting energy from uh, natural resources into the stores, um, really through that interconnected web of devices that can really personalise to each store what how much energy they're getting um, and from where, which will mean that stores can afford to be much more sustainable when they consider where their energy's from and consumers will have much... And there'll be much more transparency with consumers about where exactly where the energy has come from that's being used to make certain products... And I personally think that it will make the sustainability side of retail um, a lot more customer friendly um, in that way. So one example of this just quickly would be HydroPoint and AT&T have partnered to make a smart irrigation system. This kind of is slightly away from energy, more looking at water. Um, But it's based on 8 million daily data points. um, And that kind of thing really shows the scale in which uh, we're talking about with this kind of application of data science and internet of things to to really ensure that energy is being transferred through the process um, in the most efficient way. So we've looked at a couple of the ways that IoT can be used on the supply side of uh, retail, but how can it be used on the demand side? Have we seen any applications there? Yeah, I think um, it's kind of moved on a lot in the last few years, as we would expect with all the technologies that we're speaking about. Uh, I always go back to stores. It's my background. It's what I love. And I think there's lots of work that can be done out there with lots of um, different retailers. And we're really starting to see some retailers use IoT in their stores. I think um, an area that I'm quite interested in at the moment is beacon technology. So I think it's something we've read about a lot in the press, lots of um, kind of shock headlines of your, you know, MS is following you around based on the Wi-Fi connection that that you're using in their store, shock horror, the data they have on you. But I think it's only in the last few years we're actually seeing retailers use it intelligently to um, gather really accurate data that can inform other things. And I keep coming back to the point, improve that customer experience. Um, so it probably ties into the point I made earlier about linking up that online and offline customer journey. So it's incredibly difficult to do. But I think some retailers that we're seeing do this quite successfully, someone like Macy's out in the States, 
right? So they're using or they're getting their customers to use the Macy's app so they know who they are. Um, but to see how they're moving around the store, what they're looking at, how much time they're spending looking at something, the areas that they're dwelling at in the store and how they're engaging with products. Um, and they're able to tailor the experience that they have on the app and slightly in-store based on this information. And I think that's just going to kind of link back to how you can deliver a personalised experience and make that shopping experience in-store a little bit more exciting because I think sometimes it can become pretty unexciting and it's not going to get you to go back to the store. Um, I think uh, we're also seeing lots of personalised offers coming through in stores and uh, I know we speak a lot about personalised pricing as well. So I think Urban Outfitters are someone that are kind of trialling it at the moment um, and really appealing to that younger generation who are perhaps happy to hand over some of their data in return for an interesting experience or, or even an offer to save some cash. Um, so Urban Outfitters, when you go into the store, you can unlock offers by checking in on social media. So again, you're getting to see who your customer is because you're going to have to provide them with some information to link it back to you. And you're getting to see how they're going to move about in your store, interact with your products and personalise that experience and retain them once they've left the store. But cleverly, it's also uh, through how, how Urban Outfitters are running it, they're getting brand ambassadors and they're getting interesting stories for their social media channels and natural engagement, which is going to drive further success with their target customer base. So I think that's probably quite a smart use of it. But I think there are very uh, small number of use cases out there of places doing it well. And I guess kind of cost to launch some of these things can be quite prohibitive for retailers. They've got bigger battles to fight at the moment. But I think it's how they're going to start to um, really hold on to their customers, drive loyalty and make it an interesting shopping experience and make you actually get up out of your house and go into the store. Yeah, I think that's definitely a really interesting case of IoT being used in the store to kind of first-hand improve customer experience. Mm. Um, I think it would be quite interesting to see stores uh, using that kind of technology, not just on price, so not just special offers and things like that, but also explaining, maybe explaining to the customer why a certain good is priced that way, talking to it, yeah. talking to the customer about the supply chain, talking about reviews, all of those things that you can get online, which means that a lot of people currently favour purchasing online because of the more information, yeah. expanding the information to the consumer in-store, potentially through this kind of beacon technology, I think would be a great application. I think you've touched on something really interesting there, Joe, that actually uh, retailers shouldn't be looking at these technologies in isolation and you shouldn't be investing all of your technology in blockchain, IoT, whatever that might be. I think the value that these technologies can uh, will bring you is through linking them together and through making sure that they're working in harmony and supporting each other to to drive the right behavior that you want the right experience you want and deliver some real ROI and a better customer experience so yeah uh, we I think we've touched on a number of different interesting ways in which kind of advancements in technology can really be applied to retail in a way that improves customer experience um, I think the key for uh, a lot of these projects will be kind of implementing this change in small scale bits at first and then really building it up so that at the end customers can get the full benefit of this kind of technology. So that was a really great discussion. Um, I think it was very interesting and we touched some great points. Um, so you can definitely read more about AI uh, by reading Joe's uh, thought leadership piece, which he wrote in this uh, these couple of weeks here at BJSS with us as an intern. And it would be great to hear a bit more about your experience here, Joe. Um, so tell us a bit more what you actually did in this couple of weeks. And maybe you can touch on what was the highlight of these past couple of weeks. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, I've I've had a brilliant two weeks here at BJSS. I've really been I've been given real world kind of work to get on with stuff, which I can really see the benefit of, and I can really see how it impacts on clients and how I've helped other people within the industry. Um, and then the other side of it has been this research that I've done um, and my thought leadership piece and weekly roundup and other bits that have helped the business outside of. Um, client side work so I've really got to experience both sides of consultancy in a, in a really great light and I think it's been a really wonderful two weeks both from a, kind of I've genuinely enjoyed my time here and from a learning point of view I feel like I've increased my knowledge of the industry exponentially so it's been really really great uh, touching on my favourite experience I think that would have to be there was a particular piece of work for a client which I kind of started right on my first morning and being able to really see that through so that at the end of the two weeks it kind of culminated in a workshop which I think we all thought went really well and it was just so nice being able to kind of see the whole journey from start to end of uh, concept all the way through to workshop and kind of pitching the concept and I, I found that very interesting so that would have to be my favourite moment. Excellent, amazing. Alright so thank you very much for listening everyone. If you want to find out more or have any questions then you can find more information at bjss.com forward slash business um, so, well, thank, thanks for listening. You can find uh, our previous podcast and the new one. Um, to listen to our previous and new podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music and Alexa. Mm-hmm.